File corrupted. Beginning recovery process. Data the Save is back with another wonderful File Corrupted. Got another great show here today. Uh, let's go around. Let's start off with what I forgot to do last episode and introduce everybody here on the show. To my left, Michael, how you doing? Hi, everything's good. Everything's great. It's hot outside, but other than that, it's we're doing all right. That's that's good, Michael, because hotter it is outside, the more likely people are to stay inside and play video games and listen to podcasts about playing video games. Well, there, there's a point where that uh, interferes with the video game playing. Sorry to our Pacific Northwest listeners who are doing with their yes, yeah, so massive heat wave. Listen, we can't fix everything. You know, no, we do not. <laughs> like, I like the fact that we start this show off being like, what can we do about power grids and stuff like that? <laughs> <laughs> to my right, Nick. What do you know about power grids? Nothing. Woohoo! We are prepared. This is gonna be a great show. Um, no, it is great to be back here. We wanted to do this fun show. It's a holiday weekend here in the states, um, so we got together. Let's hang out. We've been uh, probably doing a show equivalent of talking already before we decided to put it on microphones. But that's the joy of this whole thing. Uh, today we got a fun topic. We're going to talk about. We're going to do our pals of shame. Video games that we should have played, but we haven't played. And this might be a good opportunity for us to like think about games that should be played on this here show. See, it all fits into the same thing. But before we do that, we got some business to handle. Up top, we talked about last episode about shenanigans were taking place on the TikTok. Because somebody doesn't have the login, <laughs> and someone who does has been using it to evil means. Whatever you're talking about. Mike, would you like to fill in people on what's been going on over on our TikTok? Okay, so a few weeks ago, I thought it would be funny to call out Eric for not wanting to play Sonic Adventure 2, because I think that would be a hilarious game to play for the show. And I just like the idea of doing a two-part in-detailed analysis of this stupid video game. Eric was like, I don't want to touch that. So I went to the TikTok, and... Over a thousand listens and a total of a hundred followers later, uh, me and Eric have a bet going on. If we can get five listens, five new um, five-star reviews on our iTunes before the next game club, we will play Sonic Adventure 2. Five five-star reviews. Now, we have had two... Five star reviews, and we had a written review. Someone from written. someone who had given us five stars before. So the jury is out on that. If that that person adds apparently to the... also has really good taste in podcasts. <laughs> um, but no, we are moving along. I would hate to sit here and promote this behavior, but at the same time, it's like a it's a damned if I do, damned if I don't situation. I'm not gonna like sabotage our chances of getting reviews and stuff. But being like, don't freaking review the show. I don't want to play Sonic Avenger. But at the same time, <laughs> I don't want to play Sonic Avenger. But um, I, I, I am a man of my word. I will. Oh, no. <laughs> there was almost an energy drink onto a laptop here. This fear just like filled my heart. Well, now I can't cut out that sound because we addressed it. Yeah, also, that's, we, that's content now. Yeah, yeah it's content. Now. <laughs> also, scared, we scared some people half to death yeah. on the last show with that broken glass moment. <laughs> Um, I had a couple of people like come up to me and slap me in the back of the head on that one. But uh, 
Yo, I will honor my my statements. Five five star reviews on the iTunes. I will even expand it if you can show that you left us a review on your favorite podcast app. Because uh, we're on a bunch of podcasts. If apps. you have reviewed us before and just show us, hey, I given you a five star review. Here's my screenshot or something. Yeah, to send our that email. To, that'll count. Yeah, I guess. if you send that to at state of the save at gmail.com. I was just or state of the save at gmail.com, not the at part. When I thought of this whole thing, I thought it would be. I just wanted us think. I was just thinking how funny it would be to get to where we rank the stuff, and then Eric have to contend with Dead Space and decide for himself if we have a new worst game on the list, which is fun, or if Sonic Adventure Two is a better game than Dead Space. I want to put Eric in that situation just because I think it is too hilarious to pass up. I once said that this show is entirely up to the whims of our our decisions. Like, yeah, we don't do a ton of analyzing of stuff. We just kind of do what we want and see what happens. And now I'm regretting that entire business model. (laughs) Um, Nick, how do you feel about this shenanigans? You were on the pro Sonic Adventures. I I mean, I don't know, man. I like Sonic Adventure Battle, too, because you can make little chows. Yeah, the chow garden's pretty great. And then force them to compete in sports, (laughs) which for some reason I was really into when I was in, like, the fourth grade. Whenever this came out. It's like the U.S. gymnastics kind of level of, like, walk hard or chow. Yeah. You jump can, higher. You can throw the egg, and it'll come out with, like, X's on its eyes, but it's still alive, and it still has to compete in these sports. Jesus <laughs> Christ, man. And then you can either make them angels or – I don't know. This, what the hell is happening in Sonic Avengers 2? These chows, angels, or devils. If you want to find out, leave us five-star reviews. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. On a, I guess on a more serious note, this is the first time I'm ever going to re – play a sonic game as a grown man same so i don't know if this is going to be like why do people like this or if it's going to be like actually no it's still pretty good the sonic community man it can go either way like you either can talk some shit about a sonic game and they'll be like yeah you're right this this (laughs) fucking sucks or they will come like they will fully dress up in their furs and come looking for you like i feel like it would go either way now i am i am willing to stick to my my bets i'm willing to to do what I promised I would do, but you guys got to keep up your end of the bargain and here. I will concede suggesting games for a while because I feel Damn like right I did it. Will. I did it. Wait, I'll, I'll just I'll just sit back for a while. I feel like me and Nick get to go like two <laughs> rounds of us picking. Games that, that's before, fair. That's before fair. you get another chance. I will concede suggesting things for a while. Um, all of this has to be done. By the next episode of uh, State of the Save, the first part of our game club coming up, which you will have, be on Bioshock. You have one week from when this drops. Let's make this happen. You have one more week. I will say, I want to thank everybody. Huge week for us, um, listener-wise. Big jump. Everybody been telling people, I guess, or joining us through the State of the Save's many social media accounts. It's the booby mannequin following yeah we got <laughs> that section of the listeners we got our first censorship on tiktok <laughs> they took down one of our videos for a little while for nudity and like if i'm gonna do a video that's gonna get taken down for nudity damn it i'm gonna be naked in the video but this one they were mad because the uh, the mannequin in the uh ray mysterio video was too sexy <laughs> tiktok was like listen we are all okay with like 16 year old girls doing dances and shit but you can't have a mannequin all right <laughs> like tiktok has weird standards yes yeah, it has since been reposted and has gained about 2,000 views since it um uh 
seeing about 13,000 views that fine-looking mannequin, video. It is a <laughs> It's a fine-looking mannequin. <laughs> you know what? That's what we're going to do. We're just going to have to walk that mannequin into all our videos. Like, we'll do videos about, like, hey, would you like to check out our new video? And it'll be just behind it. It'll just be the booby mannequin. The weird, the weird virtual fighter training dummy. <laughs> it is weird that they felt the need to give the training dummy boobs. I was driving through uh, Kernersville yesterday, and there was a barbecue place where their mascot was a pig with boobs. Like, just in a, like just in a, she was, like, delivering, like, food, like, a waitress or something, but I was like, mm. they felt the need to give the pig boobs? This is weird. Do they give her, like, the Daisy Duke shorts and stuff? Because if it's the one I'm thinking of. I'm not going to lie. I, that, I haven't seen this, but that's what I pictured. It's just, yeah. like, It, it, it was shirt. just, like, a... It was just a um, standard, like, kitchen attire. So it doesn't even, like, they didn't even go all the way with it. No, they were just, And like, also, the fact that that image popped into my head means I think there's another barbecue place around here <laughs> oh, I believe that it. has the Daisy Dukes wearing pig. So, apparently, barbecue place is very horny. <laughs> which, you know, actually kind of... Checks out. It kind of checks out. <laughs> there's a lot of them around here. We're kind of in, like, a... A little sub capital of barbecue around here, and uh, there's some there's some horny fucking barbecue places. Uh, you probably didn't think when you turned on an episode of State of the Same you'd be listening about horny barbecue places, but you never know. Um, let's talk about some video games. Uh, Nick, you you want to talk about some video games? You've been playing any video games? The only video game that I have been playing, other than my usual rotation, is Phantom Abyss. Talk to me about Phantom Abyss. We are both very interested yeah. in hearing about this. This game rocks, dude. Really? Yeah. So, I mean, it's weird. It's in early access on Steam right now. Um, but I feel like the way that they pitched this game is kind of, I don't know, misleading. But it's good. Okay. But it's just like, if you think about it, like, any game that's like, a run based like this game is, is pretty much like a roguelike at this point or light. I don't know the, the terminology. Please don't hound me. Um, but like you're you're going through these seeds, these platforming environments, um, and the whole thing is like you're only gonna only one person's gonna clear this dungeon, but like how many times can you really say that you've cleared the same dungeon in like dead cells? Yeah, I mean because there is always slight changes but like there's slight changes but it's usually in the equipment you have not necessarily like the bosses are the same and yeah stuff. i mean yeah so we were very very high on this game when we saw it at e3 mm-hmm. um if you listen to the really good e3 show that we put out um we talked about this for a while we were raving about how excited we were for this concept yeah. so as the guy who's played the bulk of mm-hmm. you know played some of it does it actually meet does it meet the excitement level that we have like are you did, did they sell the concept right because you know the one of the big things we kept talking about is we wanted like leaderboards where we could show off how many of the dungeons we cleared we wanted to be able to challenge each other to the dungeons we failed on is any of, i know it's still in early access but is any of that stuff in there or so i'll say that it definitely the the area that this game shines is going to be those where they tweak their multiplayer aspect. So there's not like multiplayer in a cooperative form or anything, but there is like every the biggest thing about this game that they pitched was like every dungeon that you play, you're going to see 
every other person that's failed this dungeon as a ghost in this dungeon. Um, so the biggest thing I think that makes it interesting is you're going to see where they died. You're going to see, you know, somebody might find a secret before you do. And you're like, Oh, I need to go over there and grab this chest or whatever. And then later on in the game, they tweak that relationship with the ghost. And then like, you know, you might get a whip that's like, you'll get 50% more coins out of chest, but you're, if a ghost gets to that chest before you, you don't get those coins now. Hmm. So that's actually kind of cool. So you, because that's something I we didn't really pick up. I guess they didn't yeah. really talk about was the concept that you're also competing with the ghost still. Because I thought the ghosts were entirely just like this is where other players did when they win this jun- dungeon. But the concept of like, well, I have to beat the ghost to the chest because if he got the chest in his run, I don't get the chest. Yeah, that's actually kind of that's pretty cool. The concept of you're like you're still competing with them even though they failed. Right. So like I guess like if you were in a dungeon, you made a pretty good headway in a dungeon, you could kind of screw over yeah. other players, even if you didn't succeed. It definitely does add that metagame to it. Where, uh, I mean, that's I, sometimes I try to play it. Like, in the earlier dungeons, I would definitely try to speedrun it. Um, just so I, if I die, you know, which is actually, the other half of this is, like, if you clear the dungeon, every other ghost in that dungeon gets their loot when you clear it. Oh. oh right yeah so there's keys that uh unlock different whips and also further progression into the dungeon um that you lose when you die and you also lose any whip that you took with you oh wow. that you've unlocked oh, no. until it's cleared or you can pay like a premium when you get back to the hub which i never do yeah don't um do that. eventually you do get to the point where it's just like i've got 96 green keys so i don't need them yeah um, yeah but you're you know that's a cool idea of, like, affecting the relationship you have with another, like, explorer of the dungeon. Yeah. Just, that's but really it's, cool. It's the concept that even though you failed, that when you win a dungeon, when you complete one, you almost did it for everybody. You yeah, did it for the team. There was, like, an immense, like, feeling of pride that, like, I got to a second phase. So there's, like, three rooms, and then you can press your luck and get a better whip or something, uh, more materials. Or you can just take the relic and go back to your hub and, you know, got a successful win. I almost wish if you won that dungeon, you could just look at their loot and be like, pick one item that you want. That would be pretty interesting. So you could just grab, like, the nice whip and then, you know, all the explorer chose this as, like, a trophy or something. Yeah. And you're like, oh, dang it, that was my favorite whip. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, this game is really stressful. I mean, you, I'm not a big Indiana Jones guy, but uh, the traps and stuff that are in this, this game, it's... The opposite of what people say about like a Dark Souls where it's like tough but fair. It's like every time you lose, it's generally going to be like, that was bullshit. <laughs> Which like, kinda you kind of have want, to respect though. like from yeah. a game that's based off of like, it, there's darts flying at you or something's falling from the ceiling. I like mean, you have to watch every corner. And like one thing I saw on like, I watched a couple uh, YouTube videos of this game and people playing it. The ghost can set off the traps. They, yeah, so that's another thing. if you let the ghost to go too far ahead of you, they'll just be arrows flying in random directions. So, I, so that's another thing I'll do in like the earlier rooms is just run on every tile and like make sure they all fall. It's I'm competing against like to be a dick in the early rooms and then in the later rooms I'm, I'm those people are my mentors. You know? 
gotta <laughs> modify your approach and your relationship with these ghosts. I guess that, is there a way that like you could theoretically, as a player, make it impossible for anyone to ever finish it? Impossible, no, but you can definitely make it hard. Because like, I guess, I've been to, I guess, the highest amount of ghosts that I've seen in one room is like twenty-one, uh, and I actually ended up liberating that that thing. I felt really great about it. Proudest achievement in that game. Liberating is a curious word for stealing yeah, an man. artifact. They're, they're, they're captured <laughs> phantoms, man. The phantoms are captured. Gotta let them free. I, I just that was very like imperialistic way of looking at it. Like I liberated these artifacts. <laughs> Listen, it's a holiday weekend. Y'all gotta deal with this. No, I mean that twenty-one some people in a room. And you yeah, and you, you see that, and you're just like, the odds are not in my favor. No, like, it's, chances are I'm going to fail you. But like I said, and these idiots have all died, so something terrible is going to be set yeah. off in about 10 seconds. Mm-hmm. I don't know what's going to be. And it's also that there's got to be that, that line, right? Well, you want to race them because they could theoretically make it harder for you, but at the same time, sometimes watching them, like I'm sure that watching a phantom and then watching him go through the hallway and get shot by a dart, you're like, yeah. well, I need him in front of me because... I can. That's where I can tell where he died. So it's like this damned if you do, damned if you don't situation where you want to. You don't want them to make life so hard on you that they take all your experience or you know destroy the tiles or whatever. Yeah. But at the same time, you want to see where they died. I will say that the game does some smart things. Like the traps are on timers, so. If somebody's way ahead of you and they run across a tile and it falls, it's going to reset itself um, to the point where it's, you know, it's not impossible. Like, somebody can't just run on every tile and just, nope, just jump in this pit until you die now. <laughs> and then, again, the whip, you know, is a grappling hook, so you're going to mitigate a lot of danger. Like, the people who speedrun this game don't touch the ground. Like, you, they, they're jumping, whipping, and then they're falling, resetting the whip, whipping again. Like, they're just flying across rooms to the point where their traps are not a problem for them. It's like the Titanfall guy. Yeah. Who does the, like, people who do the Titanfall trial speed runs, where you're, like, using grenades to propel you, you faster forward. That guy's a pilot. Yeah. <laughs> that guy becomes Octane in the Apex games. Um, that's actually what the lore thing for Octane. Yeah. Um... But okay, how does the movement feel though? Like, like is it like the concept? I'm sold on 100. Mm-hmm. percent Is the movement and the gameplay up to par for the concept? I would say yes. Um, the first thing I did, obviously, it's not movement completely related, but like turn off the motion blur, man. It's gonna make you sick. That's just video games in general. I'm yeah. Not, somewhere down the line, we fell in love with motion blur. And I don't know who those people are. I don't either, actually. I don't. I, I don't know. Like I'm not a motion blower. Never have I looked at motion blower and said, "Boy, does this add to the experience." It always makes me feel sick. Yes, I've never enjoyed it. Um, and I just like I said, I always turn that off when I have a chance. Yeah, but it's uh, I mean, you can you can play it either way. You know, if it's slowing and kind of analyzing your play, or you can just run through. And uh, I would say that either way you play it, it's going to be a good time. Um, the whip, the only thing that I would say is probably an intentional thing, but like there is some sag when you grab something. So like if you're using the whip to jump over an obstacle and it's it's like a spike that shoots up from the ground, you are still kind of in danger there. You have to kind of maneuver around that, but it's not inconsistent. Like, you know, that that's going to be a part of it. Um, so yeah, the movement is also, it's got a apex slide on on surfaces that only adds to the experience of Can making you, you feel badass 
No wall run. Ah, oh, damn. But you can, you know, whip to anything. Anything you can grab with the whip. So okay. How fast is range. the cooldown for that? Is it pretty quick? You have to, it resets when you hit the ground. So you can't just keep, like, smacking it. Um, at this point, maybe there's, like, a whip down the road that adds an extra charge or something. Uh, but, yeah. I mean, that's that makes sense because you got to be careful not to make the whip breakable mm-hmm. or people are just going to use it to, like, cheat their way. You don't want it to be a situation where players can, like, clear 30, 30 dungeons in a row. Like, yeah. You want people failing because that what make, that's what make it, makes it fun for everybody else. Right. Um, I, I said last question last time, but I got one more. When you log in, do you just get like a bunch of messages like all these ones that you failed at got completed? Um, there is a, a statue you can talk to that shows basically your unsolved dungeons. Um, but then I don't usually check that because it, there's an also a separate area where it's just like here's all your whips. Okay. And so if they're gone, um, you'll see like a little purple thing that you can buy it back or, you know, not buy it back. Um but, and there is a share code, so it does incentivize okay. sending a dungeon to your friends. Um, I think that's a little bugged out at the moment, so I'm not sure if that's in the game at the moment, but it's definitely a feature. That um, they plan on like expanding upon later. That was exactly. something that was big okay. for us, if y'all remember, we mm-hmm. talked about we wanted to challenge other people yeah. to the dungeon because that would be more fun to know that like it would be more fun for Nick to fail at a dungeon, send it to me, me fail at it, send it to Michael. And then if Michael fails that, we all know we all <laughs> But if one of us completes it, it's the bragging rights thing. Yeah. You know? That's what you want. You want to be like, ha-ha, uh, you suck was failing those pits. And now it's like a make sure, if, can someone beat this dungeon? I lost my best whip. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's literal Reddit threads of just post your, your thing and we'll try to run through this. <laughs> That's what you want, though. Yeah, exactly. You want Reddit threads of people being like, please, I need my whip back. My best whip is in this dungeon. Please finish it. But now, if you had Michael's idea, though, where you could pick it. You could pick one item. <laughs> you could that would just be, like, evil. <laughs> like, you could finish it and take the whip. Um, as far as leaderboards, there's not uh, any in the game, but you do get... Um, if you get a unique relic out of the dungeon, it, you can you know basically count how many relics you have, like different ones. Um, but okay. yeah, so it'd be like that would be the way to track, like yeah, because you do want. I I think they it would be nice if they had an option where it's like this: how many dungeons I finished, right? Because then it's the competition thing of like, damn, Nick finished ten more than I've got. I gotta you know do something. Or, yeah, Michael's coming up on me. He just did three today. I gotta freaking ke- you know keep him from catching me. You know, um, this will be day one when it comes to consoles. If this comes to consoles, I hope it does. God. I think there's a plan for it to come to console. I'll okay. Make sure why you that's check that accurate. Out. Yeah, why you, I mean, it makes sense not to put it on there right now because consoles still don't do a well a good job with, like... Xbox, better than PlayStation. They have a better way of labeling that stuff. They just put, like, a gray line on top of it. Game preview is yeah, their like, phrasing they did, of it. They did that for the um, Epic Battle Simulator. When they put that on Game Pass, it was just game preview on top of it. Grounded is still Grounded like that, too. Grounded still has, has it. It's getting expansions in early access, too, I think. Yeah, it doesn't seem like there's any official plans to bring it to console. Okay. I feel with it being on Microsoft's press conference, it would make a lot of sense for that to come to at least Xbox. Was Phantom Abyss on Xboxes? I thought that was a Devolver. That was a was Devolver. That Devolver. I think it was. That was a Devolver. That was Devolver. Yeah, that was so. Devolver. Never mind. I, 
I feel like that should be on consoles. I could see that. that that's a great walk. Game Pass it game. It would walk, yeah. for sure. Yeah. Well, everything's a great Game Pass game. It's like the Switch. Put it on Switch. But I mean, <laughs> it's great. It would work well on any of the consoles, really, to be honest yeah. with you. Um, no, and it doesn't look like it's so visually challenging it would be a problem or anything. No, nah, uh, there is some, like, I don't know if this is optimization on their side, but there are points where, like, in the room that I had 21 Phantoms, it definitely chugged a little bit. Um, there's a lot of, like, stuff going on that if it's not present it's still accounting for like a lot of trap timers and stuff yeah. um stuff like that but i feel like they could probably smooth that out yeah yeah and it is you know early access you know that's what they're doing yeah know? exactly i mean good for them to at least you know be i would rather a game be in early access and you put it up front and be released and still be you know acting like that we finally no. got this game to where we want it six months after release <laughs> Not not pointing any names here. Not mentioning yeah. any. Still not on the Sony. Still. Oh, it's back. I think it's is back. It is? Yeah, it is back. And with a with a stipulation that says we recommend you don't play this on a yeah. base PlayStation Four. Mm-hmm. Please play this on a PlayStation Pro or a PlayStation Five. That's even worse. That is hilarious. I actually <laughs> I am going to applaud Sony for being like we're taking this shit off the store. Good for them. I mean, they kind of threw Sony under the bus. So it was kind of just like a. Yeah, no, but but like yo, but they could have handled that behind the scenes, but instead they're like, nah, you're gonna do like that? We're gonna take your broken ass game off the store. (laughs) Um, Michael, you've been playing any video games? Uh, one in particular that I've touched on already, so I won't take too much time. I'm still playing Final Fantasy VII Remake, and that has occupied my entire like non um game club game because this game is great. I think i am on the verge of really loving this game okay i mean i know you've talked about it a little bit um about how far along are you in there i'm in chapter eight so if you played original final fantasy seven i am not a spoiler here i have met Aerith, and now it's a cloud and Aerith like story as we're going around the slums and everything doing it's a big more open area than some of the past corridor uh, dungeon-focused sections of, like, dealing with, like, the Mako Reactor stuff. But, um, so there's a lot more side quests, a lot more open, and I just want to do everything because I love the characters and I want to see them interact with each other even more. Every single character from the original game, I've played... Well, I'll probably end up talking about this later, but I've never finished Final Fantasy VII. I played past the point where this remake covers and then not much further than that i never saw the end of the first disc so all of these characters are so much more fleshed out than i remember in this section and this is just like a small chunk of the entire final fantasy 7 story especially if you want to get into like the spin-offs and prequels and all that square enix loves final fantasy 7 turns out <laughs> i think they love the money that comes with final fantasy 7 um <laughs> You still fiddling around with Hades by chance? Um, more or less, yeah. I got to the boss of the third section, where it's uh, two bosses. Yeah, those guys are bastards. Oh my, uh, that's yeah. I don't know. I was shaking my head, but fuck those guys. They 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 kicked me to the curb, and I'm just like, I'm gonna, I'll come back to this in a session. But after losing to them, I did finally have enough. Um. I forget the ter- the purple stuff. Essence. The, ter- the essence. I finally have enough essence to get another death. So now I have can die twice in a run 
with when I fought them, I only could die once. So now I know if I get to them, I'm like, oh, these guys are done. I don't They're, think I will get to them without having to use that that park. Yeah, they are they are the equivalent of if you played Dark Souls. There was another a boss that is two guys, like a fast guy and a big guy. And it's just like, at that point, it will, feels like we are just trying to kick you in the neck. Will they heal each other like those Dark Souls bosses? Because um, if think one dies, so. if you take too long, will they revive the other? Because no, let me they tell won't you, do that. They won't do Okay. But I want to say that either they one gets a buff when the other dies or heals when the other dies. I think he moves faster. Yeah. Oh, I good. Remember correctly. Oh, good. The fast guy who can clear the entire stage can move faster. Exactly yeah. what I wanted. Yeah, I think whoever <laughs> Thanks, dies, Super Giant. <laughs> speeds up the guy. Or not, maybe not, doesn't move faster, but he's more aggressive. Or yeah, something. they definitely get some kind well, of buff. There is some, like, repercussions for dealing with the second guy. Like, he is now harder, you know? Um, I'm, I, I, yeah, that, that's a great game. That's why I wanted to check it's a, in. It's on. a wonderful game. I'm going to continue through it. But yeah, um, I fitted around a little bit more with Dark Alliance. Um, this is that indie game? Is that still installed yeah. on your it's Xbox? Still installed. I. It's a game that should like. I like fantasy games. I like four-player co-op games. I, I you know I, I compared it to Vermintide, the mm-hmm. Vermintide series a lot. When I um, on the last time I talked about this, it just. Boy, man, that game, it's a video game-ass video game in the worst possible way. There's just nothing that grips me about it that's exciting. I was playing as the Archer character, Mm -hmm. and I don't know if there's like a line in which enemies become aggressive to you, but there was a portion in which the three people I was playing with, random people, like I guess they were just dicking around in a lobby or whatever because they just stopped moving forward, and I went forward without them. I shot a couple of goblins, and I guess I was shooting from behind the point in the line where they become aggressive. Yeah. Because they just they became aware of me, but they never charged me, and so it was just this slow, boring ass boom, 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 of killing these goblins and them just like taunting me from a distance as I'm shooting them in the face and then dying, <laughs> um, which is kind of like the way I feel about that game. It does not look bad, but it's just not a game that. Like, I'm not a D&D guy. Like, I don't care about D&D lore and stuff. But even if I think you did, I don't think any of this is exciting to you. Like, there's some, like, recognizable monsters that I know of just from, like, you know, hearing about D&D stuff through the grapevine. But there's never, like, something that feels like a big... You are... The entire game is set after a big event. So it feels like you're set in like the cleanup phase of stuff. <laughs> uh, it just, it just, boy, it, it's just nothing there to grip onto. If you want to play a game like this, the Vermintide series is the way to go. Or the uh, Baldur's Gate Dark Alliance game that they re-released right before this one. Is that four-player co-op? Uh, two-player, I two know. Two-player co-op. I, I mean, might be four, but don't quote me on that. I'm pretty sure it's just two. I was kind of excited about this because I thought it might be a fun game we could all play, but man, it's, it's thanks for filling it out for us. <laughs> yeah, it's just it's just nothing there, man. Like it really isn't much there. I thought maybe I picked like the quote unquote boring character with a ranged character, but the game shouldn't be breakable enough that I can just stay back from a distance. If you give a game a character that has a bow and arrow, and I can just hang back and enemies just don't like come near me. Then you f- you screwed up your design. 
That's on you. That's not on me. I'm playing the game in a logical sense here. Uh, and, like, no one I played with seems like they were super invested. There was a lot of, like, dropouts and stuff. Like, like if you play, like, even if you play the Vermin, I, I keep using that as my example because I think it's a similar style of game with a hub ward that you go on different missions. Usually, once you get a party going in that game, even though there's not, like, a ton of people still playing it necessarily, they will stick with you at least until the end of the run or the mission. Left 4 Dead was like yeah. that too. Like once people get into a lobby, you stick it out for the entire campaign. And they'll usually maybe play another campaign with you, or play a campaign until you die, like multiple times. Like they, you can tell people are just a little bit more invested in it. In mm-hmm. here, it, that people drop like crazy. Like you can tell it's a lot of you know, screw this, this is boring, or this isn't worth my time, or whatever. Um, and. Like, I thought, well, maybe if I got some people together and played it, it would get better. But I think when the gameplay is this boring, then it's just it's just not worth your time. That's such a bummer. I was looking forward to this. Yeah, and it's it's going to come off the hard drive pretty quick, I think. Um, other than that, I've been playing a lot of the game for the game show coming up. And I have so many fun thoughts about that. That's going to be a really good show. Bioshock is going to be fascinating. Um, I, my note pages are just filling up. Um... And then I also went back and fiddled around with uh, Project Warlock 2 got announced at E3. So I went back and started playing back through Project Warlock, um, unlocking a lot of the weapons that I didn't unlock the first time. Mm-hmm. All those weapons have um, like a, a pick system where you are like, like for the pistol, you can either pick to upgrade it into like a, like a Desert Eagle, or you can upgrade it into a flare gun. Okay. Or you could upgrade like your mini gun to a a portable turret that you I, drop or you could upgrade it to like a quadruple minigun. Or I wish listed that because I really like the visual style after I told video. me about it. It looks pretty Stand great. It's got, um, of those boomer shooter games it's, you know, it's and it's not something you have to have like affinity for those those games. Like you don't have to be like a doom guy. You don't have to be fiddling around with the Wolfenstein here in 2021. <laughs> you can still play Project Warlock and just have a great, great time. And it's not a game that gets super hard, super quick. Um, I don't think it gets super difficult until you get to what would be the fourth chapter. Okay. Uh, which is like a dystopian uh, Terminator reference chapter. Okay. All those chapters Go are on. references <laughs> to things. There was a there's a chapter in Medieval Castles, a chapter in Egypt, a chapter where there's basically the base from the thing sounds like a serious sam style thing going on yeah or like yeah yeah kind of okay it's just like different environments completely different enemies and then the last chapter was basically a greatest hits of all those where it's hell version of all of those and it's it's a good game project warlock 2 is on my list of like very excited about video games and uh i don't even need much from it i just need it to be a new project warlock and if you do play it don't worry about spells Fuck the spells. Don't spend your money on the upgrading the spells. Always upgrade the guns. That's just get good advice guns, in general. <laughs> get new guns, get new guns, get new guns. Um, this two up into today's topic. Uh, we wanted to talk about some stuff. You know, this entire show is about playing retro or games we missed or whatever. You know, that's kind of the, the, the theme of our show here on Stay of the Safe. So... What comes along with that is a lot of conversations on video games for what we're going to play, which leads to a lot of conversations on games you think we would have played, but we have not. We all have a pile of shame on video games, things that we wish we played or should have played but didn't. 
So today we're going to air those uh, those video games out. We're going to allow you to call us out and call us posers all you want. <laughs> um, I've got a few games. Mike, we've got a few games. Nick, were you able to get a couple games maybe? The fun part about this topic for me is that pretty much every game is on this list. <laughs> I feel like it yeah. would be easier for you to be like, have you played this game? And the answer is probably just going to be no. I, um... I've only got a few of them here. I mean, like I'm. I mean, obviously, there's a ton of video games I ain't played, but I do have a few. And I tried to pick stuff that like it would make. It makes no sense that I haven't tried it. You know, okay. like real obvious stuff that like yeah. you know Eric would like. Eric should like, but doesn't. Didn't play it. Um, Michael, you got a list too. Do you want to start us off? Or want me to start us off? Uh, you could go first. Uh, I I'm a you know I've been playing video games for a while. I've been playing, I like the Nintendo releases, big release that everyone talks about, cult classic, all this, that, and the other. I've never played Legend of Zelda Majora's Mask. It is a game that, it it feels like a game that should appeal to me, but mm-hmm. I just never, I never did it. Never got around to playing it. I think some of it is, it's not something that's been like easy, accessible. Oh no, they. On a bunch of consoles. Yeah. But, um. It's a game that of those the Legend of Zelda series, it should be the one that I've played, because it's a little bit darker. It's got a little bit more of a, a darker premise and it's a little bit more of a gimmick. Really cool gameplay mechanic. Yeah, it feels like it should be the one that I have played. Majora's Mask has just never been something I've had time to sit down and play. That's fair. Yeah. Have, uh, Nick, you're a Zelda guy. Have you played Majora's Mask? Yeah, that's my favorite Zelda game. Okay, so yeah, am I wrong in not playing Majora's um, Mask? I would say you're wrong in not playing it, but I also kind of understand why people maybe don't like it. Um, it's been a while since I've played it, but you know that cool game mechanic is basically a wipe every time. Like, there's not a lot of stuff that exists through that wipe so you know i can understand how people if they're not you know it's not a main line zelda game in the you know in sense the, that it continues the story in any in the book way. of of zelda that nintendo put out mm-hmm. zelda just does not label it as canon quote unquote uh i mean so that's is it I, canon or is it like it's God God definitely can- but it's not like you know it's not a typical link goes to save the princess game which is why it, sh- it interests me more. I yeah. Because I've played those. Mm-hmm. I know what the deal is with those, and they're generally really good games. It's one of the only times they're like, we're going to make a direct sequel rather than a brand new Link and everything. This is the Link coming off of his adventure in Ocarina of Time and just going off on his own. Which you could be like, is like the best example of that Link at that point of the mm-hmm. go save the princess link mm-hmm. so it kind of makes sense that we should our next story doesn't evolve another go save the princess link is link dealing with a new problem yeah an angry moon crashing into the world um yeah so that's a big one for me i should have played i regret not playing it i need to play it one of these days i have another i have another zelda on my list too the top one i never played legend of zelda a link to the a link to the past really Never played that one. That is the... There's two console Zeldas I've never touched. Link to the Past and Skyward Sword. Skyward Sword, you have a... You have... I don't feel like anyone is going to look at you and be like, you didn't play Skyward Sword, dude? Like, I mean... There was instances where I wanted to play, like, Link to the Past, especially with it being on Switch. A while back, I haven't touched this in years, but I'm not even going to name here. I had a YouTube channel once. 
where uh, one of my features on it was I would play games I haven't played before that should have. So I dedicated like a series to this. And in that, I played the first Resident Evil, uh, Symphony of the Night. My next one was going to be Link to the Past. And uh, because of that, when it came on Switch, I was like, oh, I'm going to do something on it. I haven't touched it yet. And then when we started this show, I'm like, we'll probably get to Link to the Past eventually. I'm not going to touch it right now. So it's always been me pushing back Link to the Past. I have played it. I've never finished it. But it's definitely one that like I would love to do for the show at one point. Um, it's completely different than a lot of the other stuff that we've done you know, on the show. Mm-hmm. Um, I would have a... I would have an easier time going and doing that one than doing something like Ocarina of Time or Majora's Mask for the show. Like, it's just something that I think fits the format a little bit better. Yeah. But, uh, so we look back over our Legend of Zelda fan. Have you oh, played Link to the Past? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I've played generally most of the Zelda games. Uh, I haven't played Four Swords, but everything else, like, if it came out, especially on, like, a DS or portable console, um, I probably beat it like yeah. over the course of a vacation I, yeah i the only handheld zelda game i touched was uh oracle of ages mm-hmm. and that was it that's the only con- the only non-console zelda i've touched mm-hmm. so the handheld so you can rope the entire all the handheld zeldas in with that too <laughs> one thing like for me for nintendo games is nintendo games are so great when they were on those old like the gba games and stuff like that because one they were separate games they weren't actually like you know, uh, it wasn't always a port necessarily. I mean, they did, but they did like the port. Mario series. They, yeah, Mario I'm, talking, <laughs> I'm talking about like the Metroid series. I'm yeah, they were all, the, and they all had like had like story ties and everything to the overall series. Like these weren't inconsequential stuff. It's like, oh, here's Metroid Four. Yeah, on it was, here. Yeah, and but like I was thinking about the Zeldas in particular. Like those were completely different games, and they were great like ambitious games for those consoles you know compared to some of the other stuff coming out on the t- at the time um nick you got any games in particular you're thinking of that you wish you know you should have played or things you're you feel shame you feel deep shame about not playing um i mean i don't know about deep shame but like i feel like i've missed out on entire franchises really okay like i've never played a castlevania game see that's a that's like, a good one yeah and there's some, like, when you say you never played one, instantly I start thinking of, like... Exactly. Like, I've definitely played games that, like, fall into, like, again, never played a Metroid game. Which I... And those two in particular surprise me because you are such a fan of a lot of the games that are, like, take inspiration from those games. Right. Like, I think about how you feel about The Messenger. Mm-hmm. Or how you feel about several other, like... Because The Messenger is sort of a metroid style thing and games do. that rely on like exploration in particular yeah. and everything yeah. too. so those are franchises that i know that if we got you to play one like i feel like you would get hooked pretty quick mm-hmm. like i feel like if we ever did like a metroid game or a castlevania game for here like if we did simply in the night or um rondo of rondo blood, of blood which rondo of blood would probably be a really good one um, I feel like you would be hooked pretty quick. Like then it would be like Nick's played four Castlevanias <laughs> this year. I definitely yeah. believe that. Yeah, the um, collection on Switch, I think, is or anywhere actually is the probably a good place to start. Is like here's like seven of these classic non Metroidvania Castlevania games. They're a great point because you get uh, the the awesome Game Boy game uh, Castlevania Two Belmont's Revenge. 
which is a fantastic which title. Also, Castlevania also is in those like great portable games. Too. Yeah, exactly. Some really good portable that, Castlevania. I haven't touched any of the Metroidvania Castlevania Advance games, but uh, I think an Australian rating board said the Castlevania Col- uh, Advance Collection like exists and was rated. So I'm going to hop on that immediately. Um, I, um... You get Castlevania 4. You get the Japanese version of all those games, so you can play Castlevania 3 in a non-broken American format. <laughs> so you can I, play um, it so, like, uh, that wasn't broken for rentals back here in the States because yeah. they made games a lot harder just so you would have to rent it multiple times. So that hmm. that's if you want to start with Castlevania, that's probably the collection to get. Or, of course, Symphony of the Night is Which is fantastic. usually, and it's on sale a lot on xbox the xbox it was a games with gold like last year I yeah think? Mm-hmm. but it's usually a lot of times it's on sale for like two to three dollars like mm-hmm. they put it on sale a lot or the shadow is fine but it's completely different yeah i, I, like, I like that game <laughs> but that i wouldn't like that wouldn't be your introduction that's not a castlevania game no. that's a that's a that's a we had the license to castlevania and we slapped it on this other video game about vampires um, also, you like the Netflix show? Yeah, right? I watched the show. And oh, the show is yeah. really good. <laughs> so the show is great. Yeah, so I feel like that's even more like incentive. Yeah. To be like, you would probably like this. Sh- you know, these games. Um, I was late to Castlevania. The show was what got me to play those games, and I loved it. The name always, I always butcher the name because it's kind of a generic name. But the Curse of the Moon, Bloodlines, or something series they did. Uh, Bloodstained. Yes. Bloodstained. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You know they did one that was like a Symphony of the Night, but then they did an NES style one that was like a tie-in with it or something, mm-hmm. and that got a sequel. Both of those NES ones are actually really freaking fun because you get four characters throughout the game, and you're swapping among the four characters to you know navigate the dungeons, mm-hmm. and like in the um, in the first game, like you have like basically a Belmont style character you have a um a alicorn style character like you have like these kind of archetypes. you have the archetypes yeah and the second one goes really off the freaking rails you get a dog in a mech suit yes okay um uh, yeah it's it's good to- okay so it's Got a, it. but those all those are really really good um like i said they're almost like i said i think they're like they were like patreon not patreon but like kickstarter rewards or yeah something. they like it started out as a kickstarter stretch goal at the first curse of the moon like hey you're gonna get this like prequel game that's gonna tie in and everybody loved that game so much they got a sequel and it's actually really really like if you kind of want to see what those kind of games kind of are like the nes ones in particular it's a good version of it and they're mm-hmm. great switch games they're great switch games um I finished the first Curse on the Moon. I don't think I ever finished the second. I think I'm on the last section. But every once in a while, I'll go back and fiddle with it. Yeah. Um, my next one, uh, kind of coming off my talk about Project Warlock, which is kind of fitting, um, I play a lot of classic first-person shooters because it's my favorite genre. Mm-hmm. Um, one I have never played is I've never played Quake, the first Quake. I'm with you there. I've never touched Quake. Me um, neither. I have played Quake 2. I've played Quake 3. I've played Quake 4. I have played the Battlefield style Quake. I have never played the first Quake. Um, this is the 25, 25th anniversary of that Quake one coming out. Mm-hmm. Um, I have watched some 25th anniversary like uh, retrospectives and stuff like that on yeah. YouTube. Some people have done some really good stuff going back on it. Um, I think maybe in the next coming weeks I'm going to try to play me through Quake. I'll go back and I'll play Doom 2 like, you know, now. I'll go back and play... Uh, you know, Wolfenstein. I'll go back and play. I, you know, I try to fit around and try to make sure I've played through, if not at least played a portion of all of those kind of 
beginning first person shooters, games like Blood, games like uh, you know, like you know, all that stuff. But uh, Quake for some reason is one that just always passed me by. I think one of the reasons is the sprite design on those old like do id software kind of stuff, like yeah. Doom Doom Two, I think holds up better. Then the like fully three D, fully three D yeah. design of Quake, um, and especially because that three D design gets a little bit better in my mind in Quake Two, um, which is worth going back and playing now. And the design of the missions is pretty decent in Quake Two, um, but I need to go back just as a like a his like a video first person shooter of a historian kind of moment, and go back and play the first Quake. Because, you know, a lot of stuff that I enjoy is still based around Quake and how it was... And also, it's very, very different than the rest of that Quake series. Like, the story-wise is not even connected. Two is a completely different story and completely different thing than Quake 1. And my running theory is now that Doom is kind of put to rest, it would be a hell of a time for them to go back and maybe remake a Quake or make a new do a Quake version of what they did with Doom. So, boy, it would be nice if I actually had played Quake before they did that. <laughs> so, Quake is one of mine. I've never played through Quake. What about you, Nick? No, oh, Michael. We'll, I, go, we'll, keep, the, we'll yeah. keep the order going. I'm going to be cheating a bit here. I have that entire, like, genre in an era. I Every major Super Nintendo and PS1 JRPG. That's, that's, that's a very... I feel like that's acceptable because... There's so many, like, classic, like people consider greatest games of all time in that category that just all have like completely fell by the wayside for me like earthbound final fantasy 6 through 9 7 i started but never finished uh mario rpg wild arms vagrant story never finished chrono trigger people so started be mad a, about that i've started a lot of them but never finished chrono trigger especially was one that had on the vita that i got into emulation on the vita and got kind of uh, got pushed back, so then it's one of those things where, okay, I have to start this game completely over at this point, but I really loved what I played of that. Um, just so many that if I did start it, I only got like a couple, two to three hours in before I just put it down and never touched again. And I, it's the, feels like a crime, especially something like Earthbound that I know I will enjoy, but I just... it's It's a very big time commitment. It is. And my big issue with those games is the combat systems doesn't age well for me. Mm-hmm. I'm not a super huge fan of turn-based um, JRPG, kind of classic JRPG turn-based combat. Um, so the concept of going back to those, that's the biggest like hurdle. Stories in those games and stuff like that is very interesting to me. I want to experience those, but the combat makes it kind of difficult for me to go back to I think that you're a little bit more tolerant of that kind of time, that combat because just some of the other games that you enjoy, you played a lot of like J, like JRPG or JRPG that are like strategy games kind of stuff like that you'll play. Mm-hmm. Um, but for me, it's man, that combat is a hurdle. That's weird that you say that. Um, not to derail it, but you didn't you just get into Yakuza Like a Dragon? Yes, I did, which is weird. Yeah, we didn't talk about Yakuza Like a Dragon. We should have talked about that game. Because I know you're playing it too. Yeah. That that. Okay. I Which Jakuza would have been a series on this list if you guys didn't start like a dragon? I imagine. Yes. Yeah. Freaking, yeah. But like a dragon's great. Um, 
the combat there, it's turn-based, but like for some reason with how fast it is, mm-hmm. I don't feel the, the slog of it, if that makes any sense. Cause that it's, does make sense. It's, dude, it's so fast. Yeah. And I think also the... the there's no, like, run across the screen, punch a guy, and run back in Yakuza. Like, man, like, yeah, some of these combos and stuff are just freaking cool. And also with the ability to do stuff like timing yeah. in the combo to increase your damage. Mm-hmm. It just feels very active. Um, I, I I like, like, Yakuza like a dragon. I, I don't know how far along you're in it, Nick. I've got, like, two chapters in. Oh, you're farther along than I am. Mm-hmm. But, dude, that game is freaking amazing. <laughs> You need. Have you started it? No, I have not. You, Michael. I no. I. Uh, it's a good looking got, game. I don't got, know how it looks on console, but it on looks PC, good. it's a good it looks looking game. <laughs> it looks good. Um, also, it makes you feel things when you don't think. There's a, a scene that I talked to you about on Discord with the young master when he. Yeah. Had, uh, a conversation that happens <laughs> in the bathroom, and even I went, "Well, shit." Yeah. <laughs> I, I, was don't, like, I don't know, man. Like I, I feel like it's terrible. That the only way that this concept can get across for me, but it's not a spoiler, but there's like the big part of this game is that a dude is removed from society for 10 or 20 years, and it's just like empathizing with somebody that, like, dude, everything about life that you know is no longer relevant, like, everything has changed so much. I wish we talked about doing a Yakuza game for the show. And Like a Dragon would have been a great one. But damn, those games are so long. It is a long... My fear was, a, and I yeah. knew that we it would be tough for us to stay on target for it. And I didn't want to do like a 10-part Yakuza show. <laughs> but damn. It would have to be one where we like, hey, wh- when we all beat Chapter 5, we'll all meet, we'll yeah. all convene and talk about I, Chapter 5. I have a feeling we're going to talk Yakuza. This won't be the last time we talk Like a Dragon. That's a great video game. And, I, with Yakuza, I'm always having been the awkward spot of only playing Zero. I'm like, do I move forward with uh, Kiru's story, or do I jump right into Ishiban with uh, Like a Dragon? I, I don't, I've, I've been told no. two different things because I've been told like, oh, you can just skip uh, Kawami One and go right to Kawami Two to continue Kiru's story because it's all summed up. And then I've had some people say, oh, just jump on Like a Dragon because it's really freaking good. I had no issues at all jumping into like a dragon and being invested yeah. like the characters are presented and i'm not a fan i'm not like a, like a, i'm a fan of this game but i'm not like an i'm not i'm not knowledgeable about the series mm-hmm. but these characters are very quickly introduced there's a great opening sequence that explains one particular character's kind of mindset on things very well um dude like i think like a dragon is a great starting point it's a great starting point and it's a great this is completely outside my normal wheelhouse of what i play Mm -hmm. and i've had a ball with it man i've had a ball with this game um i'm gonna keep fiddling around with like a dragon for sure um that's that's you sound like how i was when i started persona yeah (laughs) yeah i I was looking at like a dragon t-shirts online (laughs) i'm a sucker for shirts that don't look like video game shirts like that they'll like I was looking at, there's a website I stumbled across that had some Metal Gear shirts, but they're like, just like, sh- like, Fox Unit shirts and stuff. That's so you, cool. You unless you know it's a Metal Gear shirt, I, I like. So I walk by and go, I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah like but... I like, I generally like like my wrestling shirts or my video game shirts or whatever to be things that if you didn't know it was a video game, you wouldn't know what it was. Mm-hmm. Like I don't like logos super on my stuff if I can help it, but uh, that that was there's some really cool 
like a dragon shirts. Um, but uh, Nick, we'll, we'll talk about some shame, Nick. You got any other shames? Oh, there's so much shames, I guess. <laughs> um, never played a Final Fantasy game. I I've never finished a Final Fantasy game. I fiddle with a couple of them. That one I don't have a ton of shame about because I just don't. Th- Seven, the remake of Seven is the first time I've actually felt like I might enjoy one. Every other time I've looked at Final Fantasy games, I just go, this is not an Eric game. Yeah. Like, and it's not like a thing like, how dare you like this? Yeah. It's just like, it just never has rung true for me. Like, boy, I got to get involved in this. The Maybe the one where you're driving around in a car. 15 was fun. That was 15. I liked 15. Because it's like a bachelor party weekend or something. And that is the only Final Fantasy uh, at this point that I have finished. I will finish uh, 7 Remake. Yeah. Yeah. I, I liked 15. People, fans of the series uh, are divisive on that game, but as someone who's like, I just want to have a fun adventure with some bros in the back of a truck, or a back of a convertible, this sounds like a fun old time. Yeah, I, fun. um, yeah, man, I, I, yeah, I, I think those games are just not things that necessary. But then again, I would have said the same thing about the Yakuza series until I played Like a Dragon, and now I'm like, boy, this game is great. I'm having a ball with Yakuza. So who knows? Maybe there's a Final Fantasy. And maybe 7 Remake, because that's the one that I look at, and I'm like, I could play this. This looks like, you know, I could play I this. I wonder if, like, your guys liking Like a Dragon will entice you to, like, go back and, like, check out Zero or the Kiwami games. I'm, I'm much more... But then I think I might be more likely to play another sequel to Like a Dragon. That's true. <laughs> that might be the way I think I might... It's like Devil May Cry is for me. Like, I played, uh, what is it, Devil May Cry 5, mm-hmm. and I freaking loved it. And, like, so Devil May Cry you know, 6 comes out. I'm going to probably play that day one. Like, I really like Devil May Cry 5. But I'm not super, like, I'm, I didn't go right back and play Devil May Cry 1. You know, like, I was, yeah. I think now it's just, like, that's the series I've kind of jumped into. And uh, that's cool that those games have done stuff to entice new players into them. Mm-hmm. Like the fact that Like a Dragon, I think Like a Dragon has done that a lot. I think a lot of people are like, "Hey, I played Like a Dragon. It's my first Yakuza game, and I like it." You know, like, and those people probably are more likely to play a sequel to Like a Dragon than they are to go back to all the other Yakuza's. I get it. Um, except those one that Okada is in in Yakuza, but it's like Yakuza Six. Or Six. <laughs> it makes, <laughs> makes no sense for me to jump. I think he's in there for like five minutes. <laughs> he's probably a side quest. I something. do know that Kenny Omega is very, very upset that he was not in a Yakuza game because he, I, 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 he he's mentioned it in multiple interviews that <laughs> Okada getting to be in a Yakuza game was bullshit, <laughs> and he was very upset about it. Um, my last, I'm gonna do one more here. Um, I, I like fighting games. I've never played a Smash Brothers game. Oh, we can fix that. Yeah. (laughs) I've never played a Smash Brothers game. I think the newest Smash Brothers is the one that looks the most interesting to me just because it's got, like, weird ass. The DLC characters are wonderful. Yeah, yeah. but I've never played a Smash game. It's one of those things, like, I've been at, like, conventions and stuff where there's, like, the like the places you can just, like, walk up and play people. But people are really fucking good at Smash. Yeah. And, like, yeah. I'm not going to walk up and get demolished by that seven-year-old because I'm like, <laughs> oh, I punch you, right? No, nah, no, nah, you got to do, like, air combos in general. <laughs> um, why didn't you catch the end of the stage? You don't know about air canceling? 
No, I don't know what Elk Castle <laughs> is. Uh, for a game with Mario in it, boy, is there a lot going on. <laughs> but I've never played a Smash Brothers game. I've played them all to a certain extent. I think I've played every one except for Brawl. Okay. Because I didn't have a Wii. Yeah, I mean, I feel like I feel like a lot of people kind of fell off in that that era of Nintendo. Like you talk about like like Zelda games and yeah. stuff like that, where a lot of people are like I didn't play the Wii Zeldas. Despite it being like one of the most successful selling consoles, like yeah, but I think a lot of people bought that that don't usually buy consoles. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, and nothing. It was like a party that. party game thing. Brawl did sold very very well though. It was like I think the top I. Until Ultimate, it was the top-selling Smash game. Yeah. I think that, especially for the Wii, like, it was a lot of times I would go to people's houses who had a Wii, and it was like, I got the Wii, and I got the Wii Sports. Right, yeah. And, like, but, like, good on Nintendo. Yeah. They filled a market spot. I'm not going to sit there and be like, that's not video games. Fuck that. Those people had a great time. We talk about the casual marketing games because of the Wii and uh, mobile games. That kind of made that demographic exist, and it's still... You don't hear about them, you don't talk about them, but they're still out there playing games. Fortnite is still a humongous Everyone's mother video. is out there playing Candy Crush. And we or just half. don't talk about them. playing like Warts level with friends. Level 14,000 on Candy Crush. Or like, you are? No, I'm just saying, like, everybody's mom. Oh, yeah. It's like, at that point, it's just like, I don't know. Remember Did they that? release new levels? Are they procedurally generated? I, I, I think they're wanna procedurally know. generated. But also, like, it's like that Temple Run game. Yeah. Like it was like my mom had like a huge freaking ranking temple. <laughs> she just it was the thing she did at the doctor's office or did while waiting for you know food at uh, pickup at a food place. It was just run the you know the temple run like those games. I don't fault those games. If I was designing games, boy would I wish I hit one of those kind of nail head on the you know nail on the head kind of situations. Um, but the Wii, I feel like, is a dead spot for a lot of people. Where people are like, I just didn't play this because it was on the Wii, and I bought a 360 or a PlayStation yeah. 3 instead. You know, it was, it didn't appeal to the same market. But, um, which is why those games should be re-released in places where people could play them. Um, Michael. Yes. With another shame. Mega Man. Any Mega Man. Never played a Mega Man. Never played a Mega Man X. Never played a Battle Network. Never Battle played Network, a, dude. Never played a Legends. Never played a single Mega Man game. I think that is just like the, the story of like me playing games. It's like I've always played like the weird thing that's like, no, that's, that's not Mega Man, dude. Like <laughs> <laughs> It makes sense that that would be one you would But it's good. Into. It's very fun. I've played a I mean, because that was on the GameCube, too, yeah. around that time. And, uh, so. There was a, yeah... Yeah. You you that were was one, the one of the few that people I knew me. in our friend group who had a GameCube. Yeah, I wasn't allowed to have an Xbox or a PlayStation. Yeah, okay. there's too many too, too many guns on those guns, consoles, which is why I wanted an Xbox. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I routinely hung out with some guy. It's just so I could go over there and play Halo every weekend. Wait a second, who was yes. this? Was this me? No, it wasn't okay, you. Okay, they got it. this. I was too young. <laughs> okay, they got. It. Uh, I was like, wait a second, this entire friendship is based on you just wanting to play Halo. No, but I have one of those friendships, and it, I'm not, a, you know. Not proud of it. I'm not trying to say well, I got played one a lot of Halo, but I played a lot of Halo Three um, at that dude's house, dude. <laughs> but like, I will say this though: that's why you're very well versed on like the good games on GameCube. Yeah. Because I feel like if it was anything good on GameCube, you had played it. Yeah. Like it was like, oh yeah, Nick's Nick's playing the quality on the GameCube though. With game with people who had a GameCube back in the day, we like all since there wasn't as many games, like we all have that like, it's like a language that's yeah. like, oh yeah. Uh, 
Smash Bros. Melee. Yeah, all right. Exactly. We all played that. Wind Waker, really good Zelda. Yeah. Yep. And then, yeah. and then you, I'm the weird guy who brings up F-Zero GX, and then everyone falls silent. And I go, come on, the so, best racing game ever. Come on, guys. <laughs> GameCube was the PlayStation 2 Xbox generation, right? Yeah. yeah. So I had a PlayStation 2. And so, like, it, I feel like Xbox is a little bit like GameCube in that aspect, that you either, you probably played Halo, you probably played games like, uh, like was yeah, Forza was on, you know, there. Yeah. You probably played, you know, there was just, like, there was about six to ten games that i think you played there on playstation i think there was enough stuff and enough like established franchises that i remember like going to people's games collections and seeing a bunch of stuff that i didn't have it's all completely different even like the sony tent poles you mostly just gravitated to one you were either a ratchet guy a Sly Cooper guy or a Jack and Daxter guy. Damn, Sly I was, Cooper was good. I, I played a, any of those games. I was a Jack and Daxter guy. I wasn't a Jack. I've never played Jack and Daxter. I didn't play a ton of Ratchet and Clank games, but damn, I like Sly Cooper. Sly Cooper was cool. Um, that new Ratchet game looks good. It does look really good. good. I want to play that new Ratchet game. Um, no, like, but I think that is interesting. Like, if you have the console that has the least amount of games that are like. Big games. Oh, the Dreamcast Brotherhood's prob- still strong. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> they're, they're still ra- rallying behind you the played, Dreamcast. But you all played the good ones. It's like you had, yeah. there was less definition of, like, there was less choice. So you probably all stuck to the good ones. There's a sense and because of, it's a Nintendo yeah. console, Nintendo's still putting out good games for it. There's a sense of community there. And yeah. even, even the Wii U community is like, we hate ourselves, but at least we're together. <laughs> yeah. Get that Mario Maker. That was a fine console. I had a Wii U at one point. It was fine. At one point, you didn't keep the damn I don't ever keep consoles. That's just like a thing for me, though. Okay, about five, about five games on that Wii. I had a PSP. I can't say nothing. I played Breath of the Wild. I had a Vita. You had a Vita. I don't know what the fuck you played on a Vita. Uh, PS One games. I actually don't even know. Like, what is the Vita? I don't even understand. Is it it just a PSP? It was a PSP like upgrade. I think I have a Vita. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, I played Tomba Two on it. <laughs> yes, that game slaps, dude. <laughs> All right, yeah. I'm All living right. for like I, I would finance a Tomba remake or a Tomba Three if I had like Jeff Bezos money. <laughs> if, so, if someone was a kick, was at a Kickstarter, be like, we're making a oh, spiritual God. successor to Tomba. Yes. it's just Tomba but different. I'd put all that money down. We should absolutely. We should play Tomba. That's, that's, that's a slap, dude. I just played it last year. I don't got a Vita. No, you, you have a PS3. It's on the yeah. store. Okay, it's a PS1 game. Didn't okay. they just like kill the PS PlayStation one of the no, stores? That's, no, it was that's, a rumor. Okay. A, no, it wasn't a rumor. They were going to. And, and then, then everybody's like, they nah. Saw they, yeah, exactly. And Sony was like, uh, never mind. We're, keep, we're only killing the PSP store. Oh, okay. That's and right. then even then, they're killing it on the PSP itself. You can still buy PSP games on the PS3 and transfer them. Who the fuck is buying PSP games? People on the who want to replay Tomba, <laughs> Metal <Dude>. Gear Acid. <laughs> I actually, I Portal think I might Lots. play that. I don't, I, I don't know if it's on the store, but you could probably emulate Metal Gear things Acid about it. it. I, I it's got, a card-based Metal Gear. Like, I guess that's just cool. When Portable Ops came out, there was the ability to like walk by and like trade operators. But I didn't live in an area with a ton of foot traffic. <laughs> and so I kept I it on me for like a month. And I never got it off right <laughs> Dude, I, I was the same way. Like, I even going to school. Like, I went to school and was in school at the time that, like, the Nintendo DS was a thing. All the street passes. And I would never get street passes. So, like, when you did, it was like, literally, it was like Christmas, man. It, you only did it if you went, like, 
because where we live, everyone drives. There's uh-huh. not a lot of foot traffic, so it's not like you can. We don't take subways, right? So it's not. Like, I feel like that works great if you're taking a lot of public transportation, but if you don't, unless you are running into either people you know that mm-hmm. you can street pass with, chances are you're just not gonna get. Any the only pass. time we had that around here was when Pokemon Go was a thing. Yeah. people were just like finding well, that, ways to walk to get to places. That was like. Go a cultural touchstone it really was like we even like my wife cares nothing about video games but even she got into the pokemon go for a little while where she was walking we would take walks around our neighborhood at the time we were living in an apartment complex and we would take walks and she'd go you know keep her keep her phone out Mm -hmm. see if she can find herself a find herself a squirtle or something um that's a franchise that it's not on my shame because I played several of them, but I've not played a Pokemon game in a very, very long time since probably Platinum. And uh, I, I keep wondering, like, when's the next Pokemon game that I need? Like, I ain't gonna lie though, a part of me just wants to go back and play like play Red again. That's that's <laughs> a viable option. I really liked what got me back into Pokemon because it would have been on my list too if it wasn't for the most recent games. Because I have friends really into Pokemon, when I got a Switch, they're like, you need. It. Get back into Pokemon. So uh, it was the Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu, which kind of led me back into the series in a weird way. And then it was Sword and Shield. So I have an attachment with Sword and Shield that I really love because that was bringing me back in the series, even though hardcore fans are still angry <laughs> about that game. And I'm like, they left out this Pokemon. Yeah. I'm just like, uh, I don't it's... care about any Pokemon that were not in the original. There's only four hundred. There's only four hundred in this game. What are we doing? Yeah, like, I played like... Sword and Shield, and like none of the outrage like affected me. I was just like, every Pokemon that I know is probably in this game, and I don't care I if only... I'm missing out on like an ice cream type Pokemon. I like... only want the original Pokemon because okay, so my thanks to Logan Paul. Oh <laughs> Pokemon cards are now a thing again, and so my my daughter is into Pokemon cards, and she wants to start collecting them, which is a terrible time to start collecting. Them. <laughs> it's literally the worst time. Do you want your kid to be held at gunpoint? <laughs> yeah, at a Target. I mean, <laughs> I mean I'm kind of scared to even go. I was gonna go to the store and buy her some, but I'm afraid she's gonna be sitting there because she you know, she don't give a shit about the money or worth of these things. She just thinks they're cool. And Which honestly is like the best way to enjoy. Which is the way to enjoy everything. Hobby. Yeah, like like you should not care about like I like comics. You know what ruins comics in a lot of ways? Speculation. Yeah. Oh, is this going to be a big book? <laughs> Fuck you. Read the read the comic. Like there's a Kevin Smith line that he said in a documentary back in like the early 2000s that he takes all his comic books when he's done reading them, he throws them away. Hmm. And like I have a little bit of a collector mentality in me, so I couldn't do that. But I respect that hell out of that mentality of like, this is cool because that's what comics were originally. They were just like freaking super disposable, cheap paper thing that you would buy your kid, and your kid would read it, and he'd throw it away probably. Like and like you would throw them away at the end of the week when he was done reading his ten cent comics. Yeah. And like the the worst thing in the world now is the fact that everyone reads comics thinking that they're going to get rich off of comics. And so, like, the Pokemon card thing, like, I was thinking about, like, here she is. She really is getting into this. And I'm like, cool, you know, we go buy you some little Pokemon cards. But, like, you got asshole 40-year-old, 30-year-old men out there looking like me running around be like, get the fuck away from that silver platinum pack. <laughs> it's like, Jesus Christ, man, this is for the kids. <laughs> fuck you. Why can't we all have fun? I mean, I don't know. I haven't been to uh, a game store in a while, but, like, those are always, if we're going to 
you know, pass on a little feel-good mentality. Support your local game stores. Yes. Don't mm-hmm. go to Walmart or Target. I don't even think you can get Pokemon cards at Target anymore. Yeah, they, 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 like, they took they, away. They're just like, we're tired of this kind of like, <laughs> crazy rush. But, you know, I'm sure you could still go to your local game store and get Pokemon cards or Magic cards or I, whatever you're buying. And if you do, if you work in those places... Promote it among the kids. Because if you mm-hmm. want to stay fucking in business in 20 years, this is the problem comics are having. We got so freaking elitist in comics that the kids stopped reading comics. And now it's just a bunch of people that are older people buying comics, like early, late 20s, early 30s, 40s, 50s, yada, yada. Like, what's going to happen in 20 years? <laughs> there ain't going to be any kids buying comics. So, like, I buy my, my kid buys, likes the, uh, the Veronica. Betty and Veronica books, because it's you know they Archie puts out comics like that, and I buy those for her because she likes that kind of stuff. But you want this thing to be a, around in twenty years, you need the kids into it now, like because that's what gets you into it, uh, you know. So yeah, that's your public service announcement. <laughs> be an asshole over Pokemon cards, Jesus Christ! Everybody should be able to buy them. Um, what were we even talking about? Logan Paul. <laughs> you want to talk about a real card thing? My brother-in-law yesterday was digging through some boxes, and he found a bunch of baseball cards that he had, and then he had three unopened boxes of Desert Storm cards. <laughs> like, they're cards, like baseball cards, but entirely based around Desert Storm. What? He didn't know what they were for either. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I was looking at some um, like Desert Storm, like like these are like like I don't know if they're like pictures of tanks and stuff, but he was just as confused about. They were all unopened, so, like he didn't know why they were there either. As a card guy, like I really don't understand why that stuff. Like if there's not a game around it, or I respect baseball cards and like sports memorabilia in that aspect yeah. somebody likes that stuff i liked it as a kid a lot like I was but like why do you want like a Fortnite memorable yeah. like collector's card like that just really is just like there is a whole industry propped up by like the notion that maybe when your uncle goes to the flea market he'll pick you something up and it's <laughs> that pack of cards i liked like i liked sports cards as a kid because i was really i was like very hardcore into sports so for me i liked it because it was cool because it had like the stats it had the yeah. college they went to like it was like a it was like a way that also because the internet wasn't as big of a thing. It was how you learned about your favorite baseball players. Yeah. Like, like I knew about Andrew Jones based on his little one paragraph on the back of his upper deck card. <laughs> you know, so it's like it kind of had a purpose. Like yeah. you wanted to know like what his stats were because you couldn't just go to the internet every time and look up what Andrew Jones's stats were for the year. Um, but no, like the Desert Storm cards. I, I mean, I keep thinking about it. I kind of want. He's going to open some of that stuff. I kind of wanted to see, like, if he would like come on here and tell us what was on the Desert Storm cards, because I just wanted to know. I didn't. I didn't. Do they have want... the stats of the soldiers. Thirty-one kills. <laughs> Damn, that's some, that's some that's some dystopian shit that's right there. Um, really? But like, I kind of, I just had to know. Like, I wanted to know. Like at the time, I should have made him open one. <laughs> we open the fucking pack. Let's see what's in there. Um, it lose value if you open it. Sure, but he was just as true. my favorite thing was he was just as confused as I was about it. <laughs> he went, he didn't like oh cool my Desert Storm cards. He was like what the hell do I got two boxes of Desert Storm cards? Like I'm talking like the four boxes, like not like packs. Like he had. Four boxes full of packs. 
I'm now Googling the <laughs> value Googling. of De- <laughs> Desert Storm trading cards. Don't tell him. I might get him off of him if there wants <laughs> He listens to his show like every once in a while, so I'm hoping he's listening right now, going home and opening up those packs. Does it look like this? Uh, I didn't see the packs. I only saw the outside mm. of the box, but that looks about right. I would imagine this is the, that, I would this ima- is the box. I mean, how many companies were producing Desert Storm I can't packs? imagine that. Uh, I mean, when you said that, this is what I pictured in my head. $26 for a 36-count sealed wax box right. on Walmart.com. There's your plug, Walmart. They're still I know you... selling it? <laughs> yeah. Walmart there's always, still there's like a, a weird Amazon, like, you know how, like, there's secondary sellers on Amazon? Yeah. There is there is secondary sellers on Walmart.com. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, I don't understand that either. So there's some guy who's just on these. Yeah. Like. There's always, like, a $1,000, like, elite trainer trainer box from a, a random new set of Pokemon. <laughs> just, like, I just hope somebody buys this. I, I feel like so is many, what their mentality is. I so is. many damn Pokemon cards. <laughs> and I got rid of them at the worst possible time. Yeah. Like, right now, I would probably be rolling in some money. but Because I used to buy, like, the one-off ones. Like, there was, like, the card shops in the yeah. mall. And I would go and buy, like, the... The plastic sealed like Japanese Charizard and oh, wow. stuff, and I had that's those. smart. Even as a young child, you knew that singles are better than packs. Exactly, I respect that's that. All right, I, I respect that. I a did lot. that for baseball cards a lot too. Where I would buy like the like I never had like rookie year cards for the ass like Michael Jordan or anything, but I had like the like Peyton Manning like first year card, second year card or whatever you know. Yeah. But uh, I kind of hate that that stuff's gone away in some ways. But, like, it's also now that it's coming back, I realized how much bullshit it was. I was like, ah, fuck, man. But, uh, yeah, we should do a card cast. Oh, I'm <laughs> down. Do, I'm you already do down. A card cast? I, I kept it mainstream for you guys, but let's talk about some Flesh and Blood, man. What's Flesh and Blood? It's a new card game that came out last year, and it, everybody was, like, speculating on it hard. And so the booster box price of a first edition box is like $13,000 for some reason <laughs> just because it has what I would say is like arguably a worse looking foil that is exclusive to it. It's just shiny but not rainbow. I don't know. We can talk. Okay. Part of me just wants to get like really hardcore and dedicate my life to flesh and can blood. Can I lock you down on this? Yes. We'll be, we'll we can learn it together. Pop. I've never played. I almost okay. own a full playset of the first edition, like not first edition. You want to do that for a Twitch stream? Oh my god! We talk, yes. We just talk about Twitch streaming. I feel like that's the level of Twitch I want to be a part of. Sure. <laughs> Tabletop flesh and blood. Holy shit! I got an idea. I got an idea. We can Twitch stream that. We can Twitch stream me teaching y'all how to play Warhammer Kill Team, and like this. Sure. We're going to just do this shit, and then we're going to play video games like like Night Trap. <laughs> like, because the show, the state of the shave show is when we talk like our our actual like in depth video game talk. But I want a Twitch stream just should be weird, just a lawless hellhole. Weird, <laughs> I think Dan Rocker has a monopoly on lawless hellhole. He's giving Twitch away streams. toasters, but I'm looking at a toaster over there that got Mickey Mouse on it. So fuck, you could win a Mickey Mouse slightly used toaster. <laughs> <laughs> no, dude, like I would love to do a card cast. I. Uh, this is yes. the most surprising thing that you probably could have said to me today. Well, is that I tried you would to give learn. a fuck about trading cards. I would try to learn. I tried to learn magic. Yeah, I but I don't feel cool. like your heart was really in it. It wasn't to it. Just you, you freaking like I sat down and I felt like you sat down. You were trying to make it easy for me, <laughs> but goddamn. I see. The I feel like the best thing is like Michael. You played magic, right? Yeah, I have some. Did you play decks. like competitively magic? Uh, no, I played at a club at college. Okay, he talked to Michael. And then just work your way up to me. But 
I don't you were remember. my friend. I like I was like, I'm surely not a good teacher. you were my friend. Yeah, no, but I said <laughs> until I slapped you the first game of Magic that you played. <laughs> he, you were he my friend. Took no mercy. <laughs> That's not true. I feel like I feel like I probably no, you were... didn't even attack. <laughs> yes, you did attack. You had like some orcs on a freaking like chariot, and okay. I was like, what the fuck do I do with these? And you're like, none of your cards. You pulled will win. <laughs> I'm sure that probably actually happened. Because I did the pull, and you're like, you did your first move. And I go, okay. Like, I was showing you cards like a really bad girlfriend trying to learn how to play poker. And I was like, what should I use, Nick, to fight you with? And you're like, none of those cards. Yeah, you probably should have kept that hand. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, what the hell? <laughs> because I, this is my favorite show we've done in a long time. Uh, also, fun fact, one of my favorite memories is you bought that Gloomhaven game. Yep. Which we need to do something with because you spent it's a lot of money on It's in my closet. Yeah, it's in my Michael, closet. Michael, are you aware of the Gloomhaven game? No. It, um, dude, we were so underprepared. Nick bought this game I, and he's like, do you want to come over and we'll play this tabletop game called Gloomhaven? And I said, okay. And we were excited. We got the box out. The box weighed like 80 pounds. Yeah. Oh, goddamn, man. I was at his house for like six hours and we <laughs> didn't start playing until like Almost midnight. Yeah, it was really because late. it was like oh, we it was me and him reading books, trying our desk. Box is huge. I feel like that's the thing with like board games though. I love board games. I have like a whole shelf of board games. Mm-hmm. It's just like the first time you play it is gonna be a nightmare. But then you know how to play the game and you could try to explain it to people. Right. Like I can explain Catan and pandemic and all these board games Are now each of the figures wrapped in individual cardboard boxes yes. on the inside yes. oh jeez a weave it was each it, class that's has just like the ubisoft figure. logo we, yeah it's just yeah we need <laughs> probably to sit down, just because you spend a lot of money on that thing we need to sit down and do that maybe then maybe that can be a they've done uh an expansion for it too maybe that i could believe be, it that can maybe Frost be Haven. one of our twitch things we could Ooh. do is play gloomhaven i'm okay with this like michael is a huge board game guy love board games this even looks like my i i'm even looking at this going i have no idea what's happening here michael what's the game michael you've tried to get me to play for like six months and Uh, i refuse to play pan am pan am this is a game about running airlines in 1970s every time i am every time michael's wife goes out of town i can tell when michael's wife goes out of town because instantly text messages start coming in (laughs) hey man you want to play some board games I was like, what kind of board games? As always, Pan Am, man, is a game about running airlines. The goal of the game is to have the most stock. And he's like, why would I do that in real life? Why would I do this in real life? Like, I am okay with board. I played some, I played, uh, there was a guy who I was um, hanging out with. (laughs) We played some Star Wars, the Star Wars RPG, which is like D&D for Star Wars. And we had a sessions going for a while. I kind of, I think the pandemic kind of put us on the end of it because it like got crazy. But I would love to go back and do that again. He did a great job. I feel bad for him because I didn't give him the credit at the time because mm-hmm. he always he was very prepared and like I I am a terrible player in those things because I like we I turned one of our Star Wars things into a Metal Gear parody where my character was sneaking around with a box and I kept rolling for stealth when I would just drop down in the box in front of like stormtroopers and shit and like he had to deal with that shit. I feel so bad for him because he had to be prepared for me doing dumb shit. We had a I mean that's just the the role of the GM to put but up like with the bull crap we, that we the things went bad. Do. Like we dodged combat for like three different sessions in a row with this bullshit. And like, I got feel bad for him, but I really do hope he ever goes if he ever wants to come back and do that again, I hope he does. 
Um, to book in this, Michael, I will learn to play Pan Am. Doesn't it look fun? Yeah, sure. Like, yeah. I'm down with, like, pretty much any board game. Okay. Except for, like, I don't want to play a Martin Bradley game. Like, I don't want to play Monopoly with somebody. See, so I play a lot of those because I have a Fuck, kid. That's not fun. But okay, I have a sorry. Kid. Yeah, you you added the last part yeah. after I said that. We play but, like, sorry. Anybody with that would ever play, like, Candyland or, like, See, Shoes I, and Ladders, dude? Like, no, why are, Just sit there and just roll dice for five minutes like, and then you're done. I, my kid loves board games. Candyland. Like, but she likes. Candyland, she likes Sorry, she likes Uno. Like, I like Uno. Uno's good. <laughs> like, no, it's not. I like Uno. Fuck you. <laughs> there is nothing but just raw chance dictating that outcome. There's no skill to Uno. They, like, even people make house rules for Uno to make it more fun, and then Uno goes on their Twitter account and is like, that's not real. <laughs> like,. I, I, I don't know if anyone's still listening. Probably not. But I don't give a but shit. But this is the meat right this here. This is my Honestly, friend. fuck Uno. Michael, should we cut out the board game talk and just make two separate episodes? I, no, let's keep going. Let's just... I Here's don't know thing. what I'm going to title this at this I'm point. I'm going to fight you on Uno because I like Uno. I got Uno Attack over there. Have you played Uno Attack? Attack? It's like Russian roulette <laughs> where you hit the button, and then if you hit the button at like, the wrong time, it shoots a bunch of cards in your face. So it's just like, oh, chance squared. <laughs> yeah, but Chance it's where you get your deck, and then chance where you have it's to like press Uno, this button. It's like Uno went to a Mario Party filter is essentially what You happened. like Mario Party? You talking shit about Uno. Because there's elements of skill in Mario Party. I'm not trying to bang this, this drum, dude. But there's many, like, I have often said that Mario Party would be better if they took the random chance out. Like, if there was Mario Party esports, I would be the first fucking person to, to build a house and invite six people to come live in it. Just have, like, six guys in there. Exactly. You must roll the dice it's, faster, it's dude. All Jesus. Mini-games. It's all mini games. Shake the controller. Jerk off that controller faster. Yeah, no bonus stars at the end of Mario Party. The only thing this has proven to me is one: we are doing a board. We'll do a board game card cast for the next file corrupted. I'm, on, I'm going ahead. I'm going ahead and doing it. Michael is a huge board game guy. You are a huge card game guy slash board game guy. I have played some board games I enjoy. I have played other board games that I do not freaking enjoy. Michael can tell about five minutes into a board game whether I'm into it or you, not. You really just uh, have to accept the fact that like the first time you play a board game, it's no, not going to be fun. I have very, like. There's, there's games I enjoy. Like he, he has a game that he's introduced to. It's called Code Names mm-hmm. that I really freaking like. It's a fun like word association kind of game that is really fun. Um, what's the one where I had the running character in it? The the running character. Where I had I walked the dark film star Rachel Star into oh, uh, answer um, for like that's right. Um, um, Boulder Dash. Boulder Dash. Like, I like some of those kind of games. And I do enjoy games. Like, when we did play Gloomhaven, mm-hmm. when we finally got into it, I actually enjoyed what we played. We only pl- But the problem is it was 2 in the morning. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, but I do, I actually, like, I'm not too cool for school. I'll admit that if someone was like, y'all want to do D&D, I'd play some D&D. I would play D&D. I would probably be more into it if we did a, the Warhammer uh, D&D called, uh, I think, Dark Imperium or something. I think I'm more likely to dip into the, the Warhammer one than, like, a Star Wars one. I, I will say this. The Star Wars one that I played... And some of this I'm going to credit the guy who was running it, Kevin. Mm-hmm. Like, he freaking really did a good job of, like, coming prepared. But, like, that came with so much. Michael played a game. Like, yeah. Michael sat in and played a character for us one time. And, like, dude, that thing was so much stuff. Jeez. Like, I felt so bad for him because, like, the rule book is, like, a psychopedia book. 
but I will say that it was cool. Like, if you're a Star Wars guy, but if y'all want to play the Warhammer one, I will buy that tonight on Amazon, and we will play the Warhammer one. Are you going to be the the Game Master? I that, guess I'm, that's the second. I feel like to I be. have to be. There's a second like, hurdle. I'm gonna sit there. Like y'all don't know yeah. any of this stuff, so I'm gonna have to be like, I would have to be the one to be the game master. I GM'd one game, and that was more work than I was prepared for. It's, it was fun, but I'm like, I'm okay. Be a long time we'll do I another GM challenge something. here. If y'all want to put in the reviews or send us emails, you want us to play. Uh, a freaking RPG, we'll play it and record it and put it as a file corrupted or something. Yeah. Because I, I do enjoy that doing That would be them. fun. They're very, like, I love video games so much, but I think with our schedules, it's hard for, we don't have a group that we play all the time. You yeah. Know? We talked about that in a lot of games. I feel like the one advantage of, like board games and stuff is it forces you to get together and play. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, also it gets you together as a group to sit around the table and talk about stuff. But I'm going to go ahead and put my foot down. Our next file corrupt has got to be board game slash card game cast. It sounds good to Do me. you want to try to bring that card game and we can try to learn it? Are we talking Flesh and Blood? Yeah. We can. I mean, there's, I feel like there's I so many resources it. on, on is YouTube. Is it something all three of us can play at the same time? It would have to be no. It would have to be it's 1v1 okay. on Flesh and Blood. But we can all three try to learn it. But if we find another person, <laughs> we can all try to play Commander. Uh, it's commando. Magic. It's a. It's a hundred. Oh, cards magic <laughs> Gathering. A uh, hundred magic cards drop into an arena. <laughs> it, that's all. Well, yeah. Sold. But there's there's like with commander like there's a lot of people that got into magic that don't play the stand like formats that most people play magic in that will still like get together every week and play commander with their friends because there's like a meta game of like politics like there's like parts of commander is just like I have a card. That can mess up this dude's plan, but you can't attack me for three turns or something like okay, that. Okay, like so there's a some politics there's a more theme. politics it's aspect less, to it. Is it less sporty? Like magic yeah, there's to me no, comes across com- like there is competitive commander, but it's less competitive in the fact that like I'm gonna try to kill you by turn four. Magic to me is is chess. Yeah, with like a lot of pieces. Because like it's. There's a right way of doing things and a wrong way of doing things. Mm-hmm. And me, I'm not super into that kind of thing right now. And also, I'm so it's so far gone. Like I, goddamn dude. Like yeah, yeah. you know what I mean. Um, this is this is I think a great idea. We have the new file corrupted. Michael, do you have any objection? this being the next file crap that's fine with me sure. you can bring pan am maybe we could just do like a freaking board game slash card game night board game night and then we'll record our thoughts on this board game night yes or just talk about board games in general and card games and stuff like that i am probably the least educated about any of this the only thing i'm super getting into is warhammer and I tried so damn hard to convince. I sent you kill team suggestions. <laughs> I'm like, how would y'all like to play these? Check out these here Tyranids. You don't want to play Tyranids? You don't want to play? You wanna... I sent you kill teams in particular trying to figure out like a kill team that y'all might like. <laughs> like I was like, let me think about Michael. What's Michael's personality? I think Tao fits Michael. Tao, I think Michael would like Tao. Let's send Michael Tao. And uh, Nick, 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 like Nick won't like Space Marines. He ain't gonna like Space Marines. But ty- maybe Tyranids. Maybe he would like Tyranids. Like, I, I was sitting like there thinking you, about it a lot. I feel like if you gave uh, a card game an earnest shot and like I, I committed to it, I would definitely do the same for Warhammer. Like I would never make y'all play like regular Warhammer because like, goddamn how many models you have to buy and shit. But that's kill, that's another thing. Which, but Kill Team is. 
small like kill team is very small like you like i have a kill team sitting over there i have a death watch kill team that's five models mm-hmm. like you don't need a lot for kill team and you can play a, a full experience with this yes thing. it's okay kill team is like it's like warhammer light is my okay way of looking at it. that's more appealing yes so instead okay, of yeah. having like a warhammer match where like if me and michael were playing warhammer right and we're playing like a five thousand points armies like goddamn, depending on what Michael, if Michael picked like um, Imperial Guard, he would need like four hundred models. <laughs> like, those are like kill team is like kill man. Buy this one pack and you can have a kill team. See, I'm I'm down with that. Okay, yeah, I, that honestly, a lot I could better. probably find a, a magic equivalent to something like that if you're interested. I would do that. There's there, there's a a, a set. There's no deck building involved. It's literally grab two packs, shuffle them together. And then we could just play magic like that. It's all. I would do that. All right. I, can, I would even I'll buy find the packs. a way to do it. I would even all go right. buy the packs. I think I, I bought like a, a significant amount of these uh, just for the off chance that somebody <laughs> would want to play Jumpstart with me. Is that what it's called? Jumpstart? Uh, it's a, that's a specific set that they basically kind of like made like that format. So is it like, is that like Warhammer Light? Like not Warhammer I would Light, say, but like, like Magic Light? Yeah. Like outside of a draft, it's like the, the closest thing that you're going to get to like, I can sit down and do this and shuffle these two packs together and play a game um, and still get that full experience without I, deck building. When I was talking, trying to talk y'all two into playing Warhammer with me, I had in my Amazon cart the Commando Recruit deck. It's like a $50 like ninth edition, and mm-hmm. it's like bare minimum number of models that you need to play and like little mission types that you can play against each other. And the only thing I was waiting on is one of you be like, okay, and once I got that okay, that shit was coming to me. Name was on okay. <laughs> I don't know if we should like move some of these discussions off mic, but I'm I'm down to uh, we probably maybe should. try kill team. I will buy a kill team, and if I like Warhammer kill team, I will open my mind more. To and I won't even games. make you pay them. I'm gonna get at factions now. <laughs> oh yes. Okay, we got the side. We got in the show. What is the Drukari? First of all, we'll, we'll talk about that in a second. Okay, okay. We're, this is not you. all ain't going nowhere now. <laughs> but we do need to end the show because people are like they're just out like talking. They're just making weekend ideas. plans now. <laughs> Our actual subject was like twenty minutes of this show. <laughs> I intentionally said in the Discord, I was like, it's a holiday weekend. Let's all hang out. And I, I was like, we'll do a show too. <laughs> and yeah, that was, but I hope y'all enjoyed this show. I had a ball this doing was, this. This was great. Um, this was a fun this show. This was a fun show. Uh, this is, I think, you know what I will say? Let's try to make this a little bit related to like what we would do. If we ever did a Twitch streams, I think this would probably be the accurate thing what the Twitch streams would be like. <laughs> um, but send in uh, email stateofthesave at gmail.com. That's where you can uh, contact us. You can send us. Uh, if you want us to do particular board game stuff, or you want us to uh, never you, talk about, never this, talk again. about this again, <laughs> we'll, probably, we'll probably ignore those emails. Um, you can also, if you want to get us to play Sonic Adventures 2, you can send that to... We just need um, a, just a couple more five-star reviews, guys. Let's two make more this five-star happen. reviews. And what's the uh, the qualification? They have to mention it in the In, in the, the review. I, originally, oh. I wanted them to mention it in the review. I have been a little lenient in letting them just five-star it. Okay. Now, I do, I will say, if you five-star it on a podcast app that's not iTunes, you need to email us a screenshot to stateofthesave at gmail.com. And I will count those. Um, stay the save TikTok. Stay the save on Instagram and Twitter. All at State of the Save. TikTok is where I think we're putting our main focus on right now. Absolutely. Um, 
But uh, thank you guys for listening. This was a fun episode. Uh, yeah, sometimes these things just become masturbatory as hell. That's what this one is. So, let's all talk about orcs for a second. <laughs> Good night, everybody. <laughs> Oh, 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 oh,